<laughs> All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment, but I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you for being here and for being with me on this episode where I interviewed Jeff Meyer. Jeff is an old friend of mine. Uh, and when I say old friend of mine, I mean, we haven't spoken a long time, okay? I think the last time I talked to him before this episode, uh, I was nine years old. Wow. I mean, I mean, I'm almost positive. If I wasn't nine years old, I was probably like 10 or 11 years old, which is still incredibly young. And that was a long time ago. So to have him here with me on Upbeat and to catch up is awesome. But also just to see what he's up to and the big things that he's doing, it's cool. And I'm excited to, to share with you guys what it is he's doing. Take a second glance at this title, Neuroplasticity and Becoming a Mental Ninja. What? That's dope. That's just such a powerful statement, becoming a mental ninja, taking control of yourself, taking control of your mind, neuroplasticity, Jeff will talk about it later, but neuroplasticity is pretty much being able to reorganize your brain and the thoughts you have and making yourself a more powerful player in the game of life. So I don't think there's much else I can say <laughs> in this intro other than I'm happy that you're here and to check out Jeff Meyer at jeffmeyermentaledge.com and then also his Instagram at jeffmeyermentaledge. Anyway, I'm stoked for you to hear what Jeff Meyer has to say. Let's get into it. Uh, so are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm Sweet. ready. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm here in the studio right now with Jeff Meyer. Jeff, thank you very much for being on the show with me. I appreciate it. Love it. <laughs> to the listeners, this is kind of a cool catch-up opportunity for Jeff and I because uh, he was where I lived when I was born and where I was a little kid, and then I moved away when I was like nine years old. And I mean, we've been friends on Facebook, but we haven't met up since then, I don't believe. So <laughs> so this is a cool opportunity. I remember you and my son... Um hip-hop dancing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's an unknown fact <laughs> yeah. to all the listeners and I let's see if we could spread that right <laughs> <laughs> i used to do some dancing that's awesome uh, well tell me and the the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what it is you do Sure. So uh, I went to school, um, back to school, married and three kids, and I got a, a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. My bachelor's degree is in social psychological kinesiology, and my master's degree is in pedagogy. And I've coached for 30 years on the high school or division one, division two college basketball. And then the last five years, I've just been working with athletes on the mental side of what they do. Awesome. Right out the gate, kinesiology and pedagogy? Is that yeah. Right? I don't, I've yeah. never even heard of those two <laughs> words. So it's a study of movement. Kinesiology is uh -huh. study of movement in the body. I learned all about muscles and stuff like that. But when I was studying that, one of the elective classes that I could take was a sports psychology class. And when I the first class, I remember walking out of that class and I thought, this is it. This is what I want to study. That's Pedagogy awesome. is just, it's just teaching, basically. Like, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, was, was it always this path? I, no, I wanted to be um, Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, it was actually earlier than that. It was actually, uh, his name was David Thompson. He played for the Denver Nuggets. But yeah, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. But if mm -hmm. people could see me, I'm five seven. So <laughs> I, I, 
played as much as I could, but the NBA yeah. probably wasn't knocking on my door. But did you always know you wanted to go into sports then? So yeah, I love sports and I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to coach. Um, I, I had some really great coaches and I had some terrible coaches mm-hmm. and I thought I want to coach. I want to teach kids the way that some of those coaches taught me and then never teach the way that some of those coaches taught me. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen that yeah. in my life. Just growing up, you just <clears throat> observe people and what they do good, what they do bad, and then you try to find your own way. That's the best way. You went to school, uh, you got the degree, and then what were like your first uh, jobs, like job opportunities? So I was actually coaching um, high school basketball when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Two years into that, I got a job at University of Northern Colorado as an assistant basketball coach, and then um, at Colorado State as an assistant basketball coach. So there, and then I coached at five different high schools after that. Um, was mm-hmm. able to coach my son for four years. That's cool. Which was a blessing for me and probably a curse for him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe him being the coach's kid, you know, it's a it's a kind of a tough game. But I looked at it and I just thought, man, it was such a fun time for me. And mm-hmm. now that he's older, he I think he'll agree. You know, it was a fun time. So um, the path has been really crazy. I have started many things and failed at many things. And about five years ago, I. started... I worked in real estate for 10 years. I worked with one athlete and it was a gymnast mm-hmm. and the the coach or the and the owner of the gym saw a big difference in her and said, "What have you been doing?" And I got called in, you know, from the from the owner and said, "Hey, I would like you to work with six or seven girls." Long story short, 3 months later I was working with 60 kids. Wow. And uh I Came home and my wife said, "Quit that job and and figure out a way to do this full time." And good so, to go. Yeah, she <laughs> she she's awesome. Yeah, because I love I I just love what I do. Mm-hmm. I get to work with uh, professional athletes all the way down. I think the youngest uh, I'm working with somebody who's 11 years old right now. Wow! And it's all on the mindset. You know, we athletes only think they have a body. You know, yeah. and that's where they spend 90 percent of their time, which you have your body has to be you know good but you know if your mind and your body aren't working together it's it's a struggle yeah well when i looked at your website and one thing that really stood out to me was you said uh you transform athletes from distracted fearful and frustrated to being focused calm and powerful through brain training brain training is just kind of a i mean it makes sense but at the same time like it's not something you hear very often so could you break down for us kind of what brain training is? Sure, sure. You know, um, well, and I, we've talked a little bit. I was just speaking at a conference, and that's why I'm here today And because we're from mm-hmm. Colorado. But um, we build these pathways in our brain. They're neural pathways, and we do that through our self-talk. And so the more we get a message and the more we repeat it, those pathways get stronger. And our brain doesn't care what what we tell it. Yeah. Right. We can say I'm a stupid idiot all day and your brain will repeat it and believe and believe it. And you build these neural pathways and the stronger the pathways, those are the ones you follow. So you build these pathways, it's stronger and stronger. So one of the things I do with every athlete is I, I teach them how to talk to themselves. 
Um, 40 years ago, you know, we found out that Eastern European athletes had almost full-time self-talk coaches. They just fed their brains with good things Mm -hmm. and not stuff that's not believable, but really pointed, you know, good talk, Mm -hmm. you know, and so for me, you know, I can say I'm going to dunk a basketball all day long, but it's probably going to not happen, (laughs) you know, and so... But so it has to be pointed type stuff. But that's one of the trainings is just to train your thoughts. I teach athletes all the time that have you ever seen the Queen's Guard? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The, the guys with the big bear hats. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're standing in front of the Queen's Palace. Well, I teach every athlete, you need to be like that. You have to stand guard at the doors of your mind. You can't just let every stupid thought come in because we think a lot of stupid things. You yeah. Know? They say we, uh, science behind it says we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and that these programs that we've built in our, in our brain, 77% of it's negative self-defeating doesn't do us any good. 77%. Of 60, 70,000. Yeah. So you can see how people struggle. And I believe that with some people it's much higher. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can find a problem for every solution, you yeah. know, that type of situation. And so uh, with that training, so it, it is training, you know, it's uh, it's waking up in the morning. So I, I've i uh, partnered with a company, it's called the Self-Talk Institute, and they have self-talk that you can purchase, download, things like that. And so you wake up in the morning and you start feeding your mind in a in a better way. Then yeah. turn it on and listening to the news or, you know, mm-hmm. don't do that. You know, <laughs> wake up and your, instantly hear all the bad things yeah, going on. Exactly. You know, <laughs> start your day off real great. And then I teach, uh, you know, I teach athletes uh, breathing techniques. I teach them how to meditate. Um, we talk about how to develop skill in your brain. I mean, that's where skills developed. Mm-hmm. We have myelin in our brain and these neural pathways and, they studied the neural pathways for a long time, but just recently, within the last 20 years, I'd say, um, they started studying this myelin, and they found out these really great athletes have a lot more myelin than other people. Interesting. And so how do you develop that myelin, right? And they're finding yeah. out the more myelin is kind of a fatty tish, fatty substance that's wrapped around these neurons. You develop that, then your brain speaks to your muscles quicker <laughs> that's crazy and so it's yeah it's kind of a neat thing so, so recognizing that you can like empower yourself more yeah yeah and you know and skill is a thing that's it's it's uh it's relentless to be good you know about you the way you beatbox how many times do you think you're how many hours have you spent doing that <laughs> It, it's I have no countless. Idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when did you start? When I was nine or 10. So mm-hmm. nine or 10, you're, how old are you now? 26. So 17 years. So, and see, people see on stage and think that's awesome, but they don't see what you've done to do that. Yeah. I, I, I can just see you beatboxing in your car. Mm-hmm. You do it all the time, don't you? Yep. I got in trouble in class a couple times. <laughs> Beatboxing throughout hey, school. Show, show those teachers now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, um, how did you come up with? Because I saw your talk at this event, and then I I saw that you have 
a consulting business called Mental Edge. How did you come up with Mental Edge and Mind Ninja? Mind Ninja? So I, I've been looking, you know, I'm trying to separate myself from just mental toughness. Okay. There's a lot of guys out there that, you know, teach yeah. them. And it's important. I, you know, I believe grit and things like that is important. But I'm trying to separate myself a little bit from from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I work with athletes, it's not just about mental toughness. And I just was one day dr- driving down the street and I thought, how could I? And I just thought mental ninja. That's that's what <laughs> I want. The athletes that work with me, I want them to be able to perform their very best when their very best is needed. And I think that's what that's like what a ninja, right? Yeah. You, you kind of think of that. They're totally in control of right. like how powerful they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's and really so, cool. And so that's, that kind of came to me and that's. Be a mental ninja. Yeah, you've got the shirt on right now. That's yeah. a cool shirt. And I just bought the domain name too. So it's I'm gonna I'm gonna be building the website and be a mental ninja.com. <laughs> That's sweet. So no, I think it's really catchy. Like I think if you're scrolling through social media and you see something that's be a mental ninja, you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so why I mean we've talked a little bit about this, but why do you think that's so important to get out there? I've worked with high school and collegiate athletes 30 years, really, of my, of my life. The world's tough. I yeah. mean, and especially in our social media world, I mean, people can say things on a keyboard that they would never say in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so developing a skill of training your brain you won't let that stuff in as much. Yeah. You're able to combat it more. Training your brain, it's something every day that you have to, you know, like I said, you have to stand guard at the doors of your mind and really think about what you're thinking about. Most people, they put this their day on automatic and it's they follow those programs that they've already have in their mind and they just follow up blindly. Have you ever uh, here's an example? When you drive your car, have you ever gotten home and say, how did I get here? <laughs> yep, that has happened. So that's kind of the way our brain, that you know, just puts it on automatic. And that's yeah. kind of the way some most people live their lives. Wake up, shower, do this. That, that They're off to work. They deal with work. They come home, same routine. I uh, read a study the other day that said 90% of what we think today, we thought yesterday. Well, so it's like you're living your future as your past. That's crazy. But I could totally see that that's true, you know? Yeah. Changing that up, you know, is is really important for you to have a great future. You can't be living the same days. Mm -hmm. It's like Groundhog Day, right? (laughs) Yeah. You can't can't do that or nothing's going to change. That's true. No, I think that's a really cool message. As far as being... Would you refer to yourself as a mind coach or like what would you say your your job is? It's hard, you know, the labels that, you know. Yeah. So I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm a sports psychology consultant. So yeah. I don't have, um, you know, the d- degrees that I got are in specific sports psychology. Yeah. And, you know, I started looking into that when I was younger and I found out that athletes don't want you to to deal in that stuff. They just yeah. want you, they want 
to know how to get better and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want really getting into their private life. That's just not something they want to do. With what your position is, what are some like common myths about it that that people think you are or like stereotypical for what you do, but it's like not really true? I guess the the better I get at this, you know, I mean, you know, we all we all start. You yeah. know, when I started, so, you know, I'm learning now, I've worked with athletes for a long time, so I've, I've learned a lot of things along the way, but I think one of the things it's, uh, parents call me when the, the athlete's pants are on fire, right? Yeah. It's like, like last my minute. kid's freaking out, you know, I, you got to mm-hmm. help them. And I guess the thing that's, I mean, I, I love that, that they're calling, but it's frustrating because they work with me certain amount of sessions and then they think it's it's done you know and and I'm trying to teach people you wouldn't go to the gym once a week and expect to get strong you, yeah. the only thing that would happen is you'd be sore yeah you know <laughs> a couple week. times a week yeah you true. know and so trying and this has been hard it's been a hard thing to teach people but it's a daily thing it has to be a daily thing just like you know when you when you go to the gym, I mean, we, we eat, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It has to be daily. So some of the misconceptions is, is that I think people, I work with them for, you know, a week or two, and then they think everything's great. And they're, and then four months later, you know, there's another call. Hey, you know, we struggle. I'm like, I can help, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's, it, it needs to be done every day, certain mm-hmm. things. And what like hurdles have you personally overcome to get where you're at now? Oh man, I've <laughs> there's y- a lot. Y- yeah, there's <laughs> there's uh, thirty years worth of me trying and failing mm-hmm. in a lot of different things. Um, but is that to be expected? Like, so if if someone wants to pursue a cert- like a a similar path that you're pursuing, like, are a lot of those hurdles? stuff that they would probably go through too. Oh yeah, and I I think life I my my father was he works for a big corporation and did very very well and one of his uh actually the CEO of the company flew in from Manhattan, New York and we lived in Lincoln, Nebraska. Cool. And uh, <laughs> he he just sent my dad and my mom to the Bahamas for 2 years in a row cuz my dad had done so well. It was a sales position in a clothing company and mm-hmm. And uh, he fixed his dinner, and then I remember my dad going into his office, <clears throat> and about twenty late twenty minutes later, telling his boss to get the heck out of his house. Wow! And my mom's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, you know. And his kids were like, "What's dad doing?" You know. Yeah. And he shut the door, and he goes, "I'll never work for anybody else ever." He goes, the only boss I'm going to listen to is my wife and the big man upstairs. Yeah. That's it. I'm yeah. not listening to anybody else. And so I've kind of had that spirit. I've kind of had that. Uh, I've worked for a couple different kinds. I worked for a pharmaceutical company for a couple of years. And I was, to me, that I was just an expensive stock boy, you know, is what it came down to. Yeah. And so I've always had that kind of spirit. You know, Mm -hmm. try and, and then it's just life, you know, I mean, and you know, if you're really chasing something, man, you, you just gotta, you gotta be willing to look like an idiot Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to fail a lot. I always tell my athletes, the best athletes, the ones that are the at the very top of what they've just failed more than anybody else, and they just keep getting up. Yeah, that's you know? true. And so, yeah, my poor wife has been through a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it that way. Life does happen, and, and things get really hard. But that's one thing I've I want to create my own like income and stuff doing public speaking and podcasting and stuff where I'm in charge of (laughs) everything that's happening, you know? Yeah. You know, and I think too, things will come up that are hard, you know, and, and, and it's like, how are we, how are we going to deal with it? Mm -hmm. You know, each, each day. And that's one of the things that I've, I really enjoy about what I do. I, you know, I don't need an alarm clock. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to wake up for the day and that's not, a lot of people are not like that. Yeah, no, it's you know, not common. And I hear a lot of people, especially my age, oh, you know, because I, I quit a job. I was 49. <laughs> yeah, and there's not a lot of people that do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and start something brand new. Yeah. You know, that's just not, you know, how are we going to do this? What made, you, what compelled you to do that? My wife. Okay. I mean, basically, she, <laughs> she, she knew I didn't like the other, you know. Yeah. And... She's, I mean, this is what I got my education in. And it's like, you need to find out, a, figure out a way to do this. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of for, you know, help. And, you know, we're, I'm working with uh, 350 to 400 athletes a month. That's crazy. You know, That's group, awesome. Group type situations and also one on one. I do one on one coaching and things like that. Um, and then I've, I've been uh, a government agency has called me up and said, "Hey, we want you to train, you know, the, these government employees just like you would train an athlete." Mm-hmm. I never thought that would be something yeah. that I would be, you know, doing. That's true. Well, and like the event today that you were at, or and yesterday, um, that wasn't a crowd of athletes, but they all probably s- still could totally benefit from your message. Yeah, you know, I look at your sport. Mm-hmm. podcasting, beatboxing, yeah. you know, those are your sports. It's the same. Everybody has their deal. Yeah. And everybody runs up against a struggle. And, you know, how do we build those neural pathways so that you can deal with it in a different way, I guess. Yeah. So getting all the athletes and that government agency opportunity and your speaking gigs and stuff, how are you, just like to help the listeners too, hopefully, like how are you getting out there? How are how are people finding you? It's actually I haven't, man. I haven't. I don't know if I've spent a dime on advertising, really, which is crazy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all been by word of mouth. Word of mouth. The last. So I'm working with the Fort Collins area swim team. Mm-hmm. There's about 120 kids, and they're it's a swim club that I think they're rated number nine in the nation. Wow. Very good swimmers. Matter of fact, the first time we met, 48 kids in the room, my first group, and I said, uh, how many of you in here have won a state championship? And everyone raised their hand. <laughs> and I said, awesome. so I'm I'm the only one in the room that hasn't won a state championship. You know, so that's just kind of open door. And then it's just by word of mouth. You yeah. know, I get I get calls from people saying, you know, Timmy's really struggling in this. Is there any way you could help, 
you know, mm-hmm. that kind of situation. And like I said, most of the time their pants are on fire. Their kids are really struggling. Yeah. And, uh, and I know I can help. I mean, I, we, I've, I've had a um, huge success story. I, I worked with a swimmer for a month. And from one meet to the next meet, she dropped 15 seconds on it. Now she's a distance swimmer. Mm-hmm. She dropped 15 seconds on her time and qualified for state as a freshman in high school. Wow. Just out of them, because we don't, we don't understand the importance of the brain. Yeah. You know, most people, if they didn't know any better, they'd, they'd carry it in their arm, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, though, helping people. And do you find that with every opportunity you take, there's just other opportunities that stem from that one? Oh, totally. So I, I, you know, was here at the, the Ignite Your Champion mm-hmm. conference, and here I am sitting with you. Yeah, true. So, you know, I took that, and if I didn't take that, then I'm not sure we'd be we're still you know i mean i i follow you all the time yeah. you know I, you know Facebook. and and with christian you know with my son you guys being friends it it's it's pretty cool mhm but i don't know if i'd be sitting here yeah true yeah. well and the reason that question popped in my mind is cuz that's what i've seen help me uh someone will ask me to beatbox at an event and i'll go and then i'll meet like five other people there that want me to beatbox at their events <laughs> and so it's like really i don't have like a booking manager or anything like outreaching for me it's just whenever i take something else another thing pops up which and, is yeah you're right it's so that government agency that you know and that was i signed a contract that was a pretty decent you know yeah. you know my wife was happy <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh but that happened. I was speaking to a high school baseball team, and mm-hmm. four or five parents said, "Hey, could we just sit and listen?" And I'm like, "Sure." Well, the guy, one of the guy's fathers in there, was a four time he he is a full ride athlete and played baseball for four years on a Division one level. Wow! And he came up to me and he said, "You taught my 17 year old son more than I in four years learned." And he goes, I want to talk to you. So down the road, I had no idea who he was down the road. We met, you know, I went to his office and he said, I want you to train our employees just like you train those kids. And it works. And I, yeah, <laughs> it, your contract, you know, and it was, it was a, and it's a cool thing, you know, because mm-hmm. I think um, there's a lot of employees out there that are really struggling. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they go to their job hating it and they go home praying that they still have it. Which is a that's not a good place to be living. Yeah, we're so we're both pretty spiritual, I think too. But I I really feel like that's not what we're here for. <laughs> like if yeah. Heavenly Father doesn't want us to come and spend our time on Earth being miserable like that. I I feel the exact same way, and there's way too many people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you could go back to your five year old self and give yourself advice. What would you say? So now that I'm older, I love to learn. Mm-hmm. My five-year-old self, <laughs> I, a matter of fact, in fourth grade, my teacher tied me to my chair <laughs> with a big rope. <laughs> nowadays, they probably couldn't probably couldn't get away with that. The teacher would be in jail. Probably. Yeah, yeah, and then. <laughs> and then I remember coming home and telling my dad, thinking he was gonna, you know. You know, my teacher tied me in chair. My dad was like, good. 
<laughs> yeah. You, know, you need to learn how to sit. I guess so the thing that one of the things I love to learn, and I wish I had that attitude when I was younger. Yeah. I went to school. Now, my master's degree is a little bit different, but the general education courses that I took, I just, I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. You know, I can really, I understand, <laughs> you know, I understand why you're there. And then I started getting into some sports psychology classes and things like that. Then my mind, and now I, you know, I, I, I probably read six to seven books a month. Wow. I just read a study the other day that 70% of college graduates won't read one book this year. Yeah, I'm in that number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get better. See, that has been my thing is I just have never enjoyed reading at all. So get um, tapes. tapes. Just listen to it while you're driving. Yeah, well, when I do listen to podcasts, okay, but not books. I need. I'll need to look into the the and books. I'll, I'll give you some really good ones. Okay. Sounds when good. I when I'm finished with mine, I'll. <laughs> Sounds I'll, good. I'll sign it. who has been your number one inspiration wow i you know that's hard to just with just one person yeah with one person i had some really cool things i you do know who john wooden is so he's that sounds really familiar but he's a basketball coach um Mm -hmm. actually won uh 88 games or two so we had two seasons he went undefeated coached at ucla probably basketball coach was probably the greatest Mike Krzyzewski's close. I mean, they're they're probably mentioned in the same. Um, but he's won, uh, I think, eleven national championships, which is that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so I had the opportunity to meet him. He had been retired. He he lived until he was like ninety something years old. 90, I mean, he was he was a pretty old guy, and I was coaching at a UCLA basketball camp. He walked in and sat right next to me. And he was like my idol. I was like, this guy is, I love. Yeah. He's, he, he knows what his standards are. He taught in a way that wasn't demeaning to kids. You know, um, it was a kind, disciplined. You, Mm -hmm. he actually, the first day of practice would teach you how to tie your shoes. Wow. That's how. That's how on point he got, you know, it's like, no, you're, you're not tying your shoes right, you know? And so I, I had a chance to meet him and he's a big time personality. He's written, I don't know, several books, been everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, I, short story, I, this was when there was no phones, they were connected to the wall, Yeah, you know, and he walked in and I we got done with this little meeting that we're at and I said, Hey Coach Wooden, is there any way I could take a picture with you? And he goes, Sure. He goes, I'll be right here. Well, I ran up to our dorms because I had to get a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh the ele- both elevators were broken down. We were on the seventeenth floor. So I'm huffing and puffing all the way up, all the way <laughs> down. Running and run back to Poly Pavilion, which is a gym, and uh I noticed that I didn't have any film in my camera. So I had to stop at a like a little campus store, and I luckily had twenty bucks in my pocket, and I grabbed some film, put it in. This is probably thirty minutes later. Yeah. And I thought the conference, the part we we were done, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought he's never gonna be there. And I opened the door, and the gym is dark, and I was like, he's gone. And I focused across the gym, underneath an exit sign, and he was sitting there waiting for me. 
Wow. And I still get, you know, I get a little teary-eyed because I'm like, there's a guy, he could have been doing anything else. Yeah. You know, so that made a big impact on me on how you should treat people. Yeah. You know? That's a way So cool he story. is one, you know, and my, my, my wife is the hardest worker around. So she's, you know, I look at her a lot and think, man, I, I'm not good enough. <laughs> you know, I, I need to be better. Yeah. You know, and so that, you know, and then my, my parents as well was my dad and my mom. Mm-hmm. Big inspiration. Big inspirations. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, thanks for sharing that story too. Well, That's a really cool sure. story. <laughs> sure. So what are some of your biggest accomplishments or like your favorite like speaking engagements or? I judge mine not on the size, but mm-hmm. on what I can do for a person. Yeah. And so now I, you know, I'm speaking at some decent places and it's mostly athletics, you know, in, in yeah. that kind of a realm. But my biggest accomplishment is to see the athletes I work with Excel. do really crazy things. So yeah. work with a wrestler at UNC and uh, struggling, really struggling this last summer. And then I worked with him three times a week for uh, probably three months before the season started, still struggling this season. We were working some things out and, and the big 12 tournament came up mm-hmm. and he, he was, he was way down to, you know, listing wise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he wrestled the number one wrestler in the big 12 and beat him. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, and when I see stuff like that, that's what my biggest accomplishments are, to see kids do, you know, like that mm-hmm. girl, um, you know, dropping 15 seconds off of her time as a swimmer and qualifying for state. She was like crazy, you know. Her mom texted yeah. me, you know, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, you know. And when the parents yeah. start out with that, sometimes I'm like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> they do. You know, they do. <laughs> Terrible. So that's that's kind of how I, you know, and I, um, I I love to speak, and you know, and and mm-hmm. share the message, I because I feel it's really important. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's good having you on the podcast too, because this will get out to some people who I think need to hear this, and just if if anything, just a good reminder for them, you know, as they yeah. as they're listening throughout their day. Is there anything else that you for sure want to get on the podcast? Sure. One other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go around talking to a bunch of, you know, professional coaches and Division One coaches, high school coaches. And I asked them one question. I said, how important is the mental game to athletics, to whatever you're doing? Mm-hmm. And every coach tells me, I mean, that nobody has ever said lower than 80% yeah. of, of what they – you know, and then I ask them what, what do you do to train it, and they're not even bringing two percent to the game. Wow, you know, and so I guess my point would be, for people to be aware of how important that is, and to start training it daily. Not, it, like we said, you go to the gym once, you don't get strong, you just get sore. Yeah, and that's the same thing. So understanding that, learning how to train your brain, and it, and it can be in a whole bunch of different ways, reading more, listening more, um, mm-hmm. just being still, you know. Meditating. In, in, in religion, you know, we, that's where the great things happen is when we're quiet. Yeah. And so most kids, 
there's not a lot of quiet, especially <laughs> yeah. with their Dre beats. Yeah. See, I'm hip. I'm, <laughs> I'm hip to that. I know that stuff, you know. And so, you know, you have your beats on all day. Yeah. There's not a lot of quiet time. And that's not good for your brain. It's it's terrible for your brain. You're actually working your brain out when you sit still. Wow. That's see, I didn't know that. That's cool. So you you you're building these these different pathways in your brain and they need it. They need some quiet. Yeah. So that's one. Just to tr- learn how to train your brain. And it's a daily thing. Awesome. Well, that's a good message. We sh- Can we send it out with some quick, fun questions? Sure. Let's see Let's here. go. Is it going to be embarrassing? No. Is it about my wife? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, and this one's not even, I guess, that fun. Is this fun. for me right here? Yeah. I guess this one is kind of just a quick one, not really okay. like a funny one. But what's the best thing about money and the worst thing about money? We've been in a position where... Lack is, um, it's not fun when you have, when you have kids because you <laughs> yeah. feel, you feel like you're not giving them opportunities. That's what I would say that, you know, lack and not having it, mm-hmm. having it, um, guys like me can be handsome <laughs> <laughs> if you have a lot, <laughs> if you have a lot, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, what's your favorite word or do you have a favorite? Neuroplasticity. Word? Neuroplasticity means you can change your brain. That's awesome. Neuroplasticity. I think I should title the podcast that for this episode. That's that's a good one. (laughs) I'm trying to. I've been trying to think about that. What am I going to name this this episode? Um, So it means. I mean, we can rewire our brain. mm -hmm. We can build new pathways. When I was growing up, when you were 18 or 19 years old, and people thought that's. They looked at me and they thought, oh, man, you're going to really struggle <laughs> because they didn't think you could grow your brain, you know, yeah. and you can grow your brain until the day you die. And so neuroplasticity, that's what it means. We can get rid of old programs and build new ones. That's awesome. Uh, favorite TV show? Or do you have a TV show? Uh, okay, so this this shows you. I have kids, so it's The <laughs> Office. If, it, if yeah. that was, you know, The Office. That's a funny. My one, wife, though. it would be twenty four seven Hallmark Channel. Yeah, that's my mom. My mom. Yeah. My mom loves Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, last one. Favorite uh, social network platform? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Why is that? It's to me, it was the easiest. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, hey, I can take a picture and put something down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty. And honestly, right. the going live features and stuff are easier on Instagram. See, too. we went. Oh, here we should have. <laughs> gonna... We're gonna go live on Instagram right now. We're doing it right <laughs> now. See, and I, I, at my age, I've learned how to do this stuff. Yeah, which, as the thing is, I've I've talked to a lot of people who definitely aren't. Even at my age. <laughs> yeah, and but. I could be your father, so that shows you how old I am. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I like that. The be- I just mm-hmm. and I don't know, for some reason people really started following you know, I, I'm working with a seven time all American decathlete, missed the Olympic trials in two thousand twelve, thought he was totally done. Mm-hmm. About four months ago, called me up and said, uh I'm quitting my full-time job and I'm going to chase the Olympics for one more time at the age of 33. Wow. 
His name's Chris Helwick. Chris Helwick. Yeah. So you can if you if if they find me on Instagram, I'm working with him once a week. And so you'll be able to see that story. Mm -hmm. Um 2020 Tokyo Olympics is his goal. And a decathlete, he has ten events that he does in two days. Holy cow. Yeah, it's like the the big it's, leagues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I always yeah. think it'd be funny. Um kind of interesting is if they made TV shows where like everyday people tried those things. I thought the same thing. Really? It's like average <laughs> Joe and an Olympic athlete. So yeah. you can see, cause I always look at the, I always look at the Olympics and think I could do, that doesn't look that hard. Yeah. You know, it's like I could do it. Yeah. And then you get down in real life and try it. And you're like, ouch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could see how fast those guys are in the yeah. hundred and stuff. Mm hmm. And I just think that with everything, like I, the way it kind of popped in my head is something I do when I go to conferences and beatbox is I teach volunteers to beatbox on stage. And between five and six and seven of them, they can't do all the things that I do all at one time. Oh, yeah. And so it just shows like what what I do with beatboxing is near impossible for what the average Joe could do. But it's that same way with athletes and with entrepreneurs and all kinds of people like whatever they're experts in you could make a tv show on an average joe doing it and it would just be hilarious we should we should we put that together let's do that <laughs> copyrighted <laughs> we, that's, that's our that's idea right. that's right that's right i think that would be awesome awesome yeah. well thanks jeff for being on upbeat with me it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and i know that you, we shared some messages that'll help a lot of people too so when you end your podcast do you mm -hmm. beatbox off sometimes oh you're gonna do it now okay <laughs> okay <laughs> hold on i got it i'm going live one more time <laughs> okay sounds good is your arm okay yeah. <laughs> all right thanks jeff for being on the show i'll sign out with some uh, quick beatboxing <laughs> You are the man. <laughs> Such a fun episode with Jeff Meyer, you guys. It was an absolute blast having him on the show and to hear his stories and to hear his unique insight. I hope you guys loved it. If you did enjoy the podcast, give it a rating, leave a review. Uh, but definitely share it with someone. I, I would just ask even to share it with one person. You know, I want the audience of this podcast to be a family and to be a family of like-minded people. We're all learning. We're all growing. We're all trying to follow our passion, you know, and I, I don't really care as much about the big numbers, right? I don't really care if, if you share it on your Facebook feed and I get like hundreds of new people looking at it that might not really care. I mean, that's still great. I definitely want growth for the podcast. So however we can get it out there, that's great. But I will say that I care more about the one person that like really would enjoy this podcast, you know? So, so if you thought of someone or if you can, please just think of someone that you think could benefit from this podcast or you think would enjoy this podcast and send them a message with the link and just be like, Hey, this is a podcast I think you'd enjoy. Uh, and that that will do wonders. I really believe that. So thank you guys for being here, for listening in. I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I will see you guys next week. Bye.